et ait ad Simonem Jesus nulliti mele. And Jesus saith to Simon, Fear not. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today might well be called St. Peter's Sunday. <coughs> On June 29th, we celebrated the festival of St. Peter and Paul. And yesterday, we celebrated the octave day of Saints Peter and Paul. And today, we find ourselves once again with Peter. There is a wonderful correspondence between the last word of Jesus to Peter in the Gospel and the first words of the introit of today's Mass. Did you pick up on that? Jesus saith to Simon, that is to Peter, Fear not. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. And Peter sings in the introit. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You see now the connection. Jesus to Peter, fear not. And then Peter, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the protector of my life. We know that Peter, being a practical man, was at first reluctant to quit his job, to abandon his livelihood and follow Jesus. This was one of the fears that kept him in some way spiritually paralyzed. He had to be delivered from that fear. Blessed Anna Catherine Emmerich tells us something about Peter that is not always obvious from the bare text of the Gospels. Blessed Anna Catherine Emmerich tells us that Peter was a rather sensitive and introverted fellow. That's not at all the impression we get from the Gospels. Peter comes across as being brash and outspoken. But of course, are not sensitive and introverted fellows brash and outspoken when put on the spot? We see what's going on here. Peter was very sensitive and fascinated by Jesus. Peter listened to Jesus with straining, as it were. He listened to Jesus with, as St. Benedict would put it, with the ear of his heart. 
the Gospel opens with the multitude pressed upon Jesus to hear the word of God. It's St. Luke's image, and St. Luke is very given to vivid descriptions of the events in the Gospel. You have to picture this. The people are pressing up against Jesus. This should not surprise us. It used to happen to Padre Pio, for example. When poor Padre Pio would make his way from the sacristy to the confessional, and from the confessional back to the sacristy, people would mob him. They would press up against him. And Padre Pio had to have a few stalwart friars to push people out of the way and clear a path for him from the confessional to the sacristy. And so if this happened in the case of the saints, surely it happened to our Lord Jesus himself. The crowd are so focused on hearing Jesus, on touching Jesus, on getting his attention, that they press up against him. And Peter comes into the picture. Was Peter not one of those who tried to give our Lord a bit of room, some breathing space? Peter was observant, as sensitive introverted men often are. Peter noticed what was really going on. Not simply going on externally, but Peter had an intuitive gift. And so Jesus must have made eye contact with Peter. At least I see it happening this way. And so our Lord instructed Peter to put his little boat, I think it was a little boat, certainly not, not a big vessel, at his disposal. Imagine, Peter must have thought, he's getting into my boat. He's getting into my boat. And then Jesus said to Peter, now, push out a bit from the shore. This is a very interesting moment in this gospel. The boat, of course, is the image of the church. Jesus is in the boat. The boat belongs to Peter. Jesus instructs Peter to push away from the shore. The church is at once in the world and at a distance from the world. The church moves in this world and at the same time keeps her gaze fixed on the things that are above. 
And so we see this. Jesus wants to speak to the world, but he speaks to the world from a place apart. We are not given the content of our Lord's teaching on this occasion. We know only that he taught. We know that the crowd listened. And we know that Peter was captivated. And so St. Luke skips over the content of the discourse. Now, when he had ceased to speak, he said to Simon, this is why I think of this fourth Sunday after Pentecost as St. Peter's Sunday, because it is Peter who figures most prominently in today's Mass. And our Lord addresses him. Launch out into the deep, duc in altum, go out into the deep water, and let down your nets for a draught. Peter listened, and then said, Peter being a skilled fisherman, he knew his lock. He knew what to expect and what not to expect, when the catch would be successful and when there would be nothing. And Simon answering said to him, Master, we have labored all the night and have taken nothing. And then he makes this extraordinary profession of faith and of obedience. And this is what Jesus wanted to elicit from Peter. Peter is being formed here for his mission. And so Jesus elicits from Peter an act of faith and obedience. And so Peter says... But at thy word, in verbo autem tuo, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, there's an interesting passage in these two sentences, from the first person singular to the third person plural. I don't know if you noticed that. <coughs> Peter says, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, so already we see Peter uh, at, in some way, at the head of a college. And when they had done this, they enclosed a very great multitude of fishes. Why? Because Peter gave his faith and his obedience to Jesus. 
because Peter said, at thy word I will let down the net, and because they, Peter's co-workers, acted with him. And they enclosed a very great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. This is the superabundance that characterizes the signs Jesus gives in the Gospel. There's nothing measured, nothing small, nothing narrow. There's a greatness. There's, there's a superabundance here. Like the wine at the wedding feast of Canaan, you see, like the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. It's all of a piece. And their net broke, and they beckoned to their partners that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they were almost sinking. Peter seeing this, is utterly overwhelmed. And what does he do? He recognizes in this miraculous draft of fish, this huge catch, something altogether out of the ordinary, something supernatural, a manifestation of the divine power of Jesus. which when Simon Peter saw, he fell down at Jesus' knees. Many artists have tried to capture this moment. I've looked at various iconographic depictions of this moment, various paintings. It seems to me that they all fall short at showing what really transpires in this moment. When Simon Peter saw, he fell down at Jesus' knees. It's almost as if something pushes him to the ground. Where else does Peter fall down? At the Transfiguration on Mount Tabor, the same thing happens. Peter, overwhelmed by the manifestation of the glory of God, shining on the face of Jesus more brightly than the sun. At the Transfiguration, Peter fell face down on the ground in an act of awe and adoration. And here, Peter falls down at Jesus' knees and he says, this sensitive Peter, this introverted Peter, finds nonetheless words and he, he articulates a prayer. Depart from me. Now, why does Peter say, depart from me? He doesn't say, oh, stay. I can do business with you after this catch. We can make a fine job of it. Would, would a partnership interest you, Jesus? No. 
Peter doesn't say that. He says, go away. Go away. Depart from me, Jesus. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. Why did Peter say, depart from me? Because he found himself. I shall not say face to face because Peter was kneeling at Jesus' knees and the face of Jesus was above him. Peter durst not look upon the face of Jesus. He must have averted his gaze from the face of Jesus at this moment. For fear of seeing something altogether too divine, too glorious, Peter is seized by a mysterious awareness. He finds himself in the presence of the thrice holy God, before whom the angels themselves veil their faces and adore, singing, Holy, holy, holy. Peter says, This is altogether too much for the likes of me. Depart from me, for thou art the holy, and I am a sinful man, O Lord. Quia homo peccator sum domine. And then Jesus speaks to Simon. It seems to me that here, St. Luke doesn't say this, he doesn't give this detail, but I seem to see it. What did Jesus do at table, at the Transfiguration, when he said to them, fear not? He told them to get up. He raised them up. And here, Jesus says to Simon, fear not. Now, as I see the event, Peter is still kneeling. Jesus is standing. And it seems to me that in saying these words, fear not, Jesus bends to Peter and puts his hands under Peter's elbows and raises him to his feet. Now, St. Luke doesn't say that, but I cannot imagine Jesus leaving Peter there. Rather, he lifts him up when he says, fear not, because he is about to entrust him with a mission. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. And in this moment, Peter receives an infusion of apostolic grace. Because, we know this because, St. Luke concludes, and having brought their ships to land, leaving all things they, not Peter alone, but Peter and his companions, they followed him.
securi sunt enum. Now, the rest of the Mass gives us a window into the soul of St. Peter. As is often the case, and I say this frequently in my preaching, the offertory antiphon of the Mass is the completion of the Gospel. There is a direct link between the end of the Gospel and the beginning of the offertory antiphon. And what shall we sing in the offertory today? Or rather, what shall Peter sing? Because just as the intro it is in the mouth of Peter in today's Mass, so too is the offertory in the mouth of Peter in today's Mass. St. Peter's Sunday. And it is Peter who sings, Illumina oculos meos, enlighten my eyes, that I never sleep in death lest at any time my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Enlighten my eyes. And then in the communion antiphon today, again, the communion antiphon is Peter's song. And what does he sing? The Lord is my firmament. That's a very interesting word. Dominus firmamentum meum. The Lord is the unshakable ground on which I stand. Peter was accustomed, being a man who spent most of his working day in a boat, he was skilled and accustomed at keeping his balance while on the water. So when Peter says, the Lord is my firmament. He's saying, when I am with Jesus, I stand on solid ground. And my refuge, and my deliverer, my God is my helper. Deus meus adutor meus. And so, in the introit, in the offertory, and in the communion, we are given this window into the soul of St. Peter even more. We are allowed to hear St. Peter's prayer. And by the grace of the sacred liturgy, that prayer becomes your prayer and mine. That prayer becomes today the prayer of the whole church. Fear not. Enlighten my eyes. My God is my helper. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.